Hey, player coach, welcome to the show. Today, we are going to talk about how to create your game plan, how to align your team with a common objective, how to do problem solving, how to do brainstorming, how to get more buy-in and more engagement so that when you have a plan to implement, everybody understands what they're doing, which means you can focus on your own results whilst you're building a high-performance team. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Player Coach Podcast for tips on how to grow your business, strengthen your team, and increase revenue, all while you work more efficiently and enjoy better work-life balance. You can learn our unique player coach system for free by heading over to playercoach.com. You've got to have a game plan. You need to know where you're going, where you are now, and how you're going to get there. You have to have that. It seems obvious to say, have a game plan. But it might be something that you struggle with. It might be something that when you think about what you truly want in your business and where you're going, it might not be that easy to articulate, to get clear about. Some people find it easy to dream and imagine what they want. And some people are more binary or linear in their thinking and they have to kind of have a process. So imagining a a vision and what you want can be a challenge. But I think it's really important really important for a business leader, a business owner, somebody in a leadership role to really think about what you want for you and how that aligns with the business. It's easier in sports, to be fair. I mean, you know, when you think about the game plan in sports, you know that you either want to win the championship or you want to win the league or you want to win the game. And then you just think about the tactics. And of course, you want to get the tactics right. And then for the most part, everybody on the team is emotionally connected to that. They want to perform. They want to do well. You would hope that they are doing something they love. Uh, Not always the case in professional sports, but for the most part, everybody is connected. They get what they're working towards. And in business, it's a little bit more great. You know, you have to think about it more. And even if you do get clear on your vision and what you want and your purpose, you know, your why, why are you doing it? What's in it for you as a business owner when you create this business? The challenge then, of course, is how do you get people to buy into that with you? How do you get them to see it through the same lens as you or experience it in the same way that you do? The truth is they're never going to feel it the way you feel it. You know, you are much further along in your thinking and the way you feel about your team and your vision and what you're going to do than perhaps the people that are just starting out on that journey with you. So when you announce the vision, once you get clear on it and you say, right, this is where we're going and you have some conviction about that and And people often ask me, you know, should I get people on my team to contribute to the vision? And you can. It depends on their competency. It depends how good your people are or how experienced they are and they contribute to that vision. Because if not, then you have to have some conviction around it. You say, this is what we're doing. This is where we're going. This is what we're building. This is how we're going to change the world, whatever it is. Or to use Steve Jobs' quote to put a dent in the universe, you know, what are you going to do with, with this business? What's going to be different? And for the most part, people will get that intellectually. They'll understand it. They'll nod their heads. They'll say, yeah, okay, we want to do this and we want to make X amount of revenue and we're going to open this market here and we're going to have double in headcount. And okay, I get it. But if you want people to really to come on that journey with you, you have to help them connect with it emotionally. You have to ask the question, what's in it for you? If you come on this journey with me to achieve this, this goal, What's in it for you? And people have to think about that. Once they connect with that, 
we see change. We see a change of behavior. We see more of a commitment. We see people go that bit further because there's something they're connecting to on a, one of a better word, a more selfish level. Because to be fair, even for you, it's, it's your selfish journey too, right? It's your baby. It's what you're, you are building. It's yours. And you have to try and find a way to get people to see it and feel it in the same way. As a head coach of an elite team, for me, I saw that quite, quite easy in a way. I was the head coach of Team Great Britain. And my thought was, you know what? We're going to win gold. We're going to win gold in Hall B. We're going to get promoted in top eight countries in the world. And that's what we're going to do. And I had a lot of conviction about that. But the truth was, the players didn't really buy into it. We'd lost to Australia the year before. We had nearly been relegated from Pool B, and I'm talking about winning Pool B. And it was a challenge to get people to really buy into that, particularly in amateur sports, because you find that in amateur sports, people are choosing, and these are young guys, you know, they're 21, 22, 23, maybe some in their late 20s, but they're young guys. And they're choosing between seven days in Ibiza with their friends or going to Bratislava for 10 days and playing with a group of people that they're competing with every week. And that's a challenge to get people to really believe in it. But through these conversations, by getting them to imagine what's in it for them, get them to imagine what it would be like to show up at Pool B, looking, acting, and feeling like a Pool 80, to walk in there and feel like Canada, feel like Sweden, feel like Finland, to get them to imagine that, and then start reverse engineering that, that look, act, feel. Then you start to see that shift. You start to see players changing their behavior. You start to see them saying, hey, I want this for me. And I want you to have it too, because we can't do it by ourselves. We have to do it together. And we have to listen to the coach. And you start to see this change. And it didn't happen overnight, by the way. It, it took a bit of time for everybody to come on board. But we did it. And we turned up to Paul B nine months later, looking, acting and feeling like a Paul 18, because we were trained harder. We had better sponsorship deals. We looked at all the things we needed to make that happen. And we dominated Paul B. We really did. We beat Austria for the first time ever and went up to the top eight countries. 12 months later, we played against Czech Republic, who were the world champions with professional ice hockey players playing inline hockey. And we tied with them. We beat Finland. I mean, it was just an unbelievable experience to beat Finland, and who were five times world champions. But the only thing that changed were the behaviors and the ability to get a group of people to galvanize around a common objective, a common purpose, where they can have an emotional connection to it. So that's the first thing. That's the first thing we need to do is how do we do that? Well, there is a process to this, which I'm going to share with you. Creating a high-performance culture is a process. As a team coach going into corporate world, they, I think they genuinely believe that I'm going to walk in there and, and I've got some kind of magic that I'm going to sprinkle over the team and they're, they're going to become a high-performing team. And what they don't realize, for the most part, is that the pain they're experiencing as a team, the feelings they're, they're having towards their manager or each other is part of the process. They see it as a problem, but actually that's where the innovation and the change comes from. Because if we've got the problem, then we can do something about it. So there is no magic dust. It is a process. And step one of that process is exactly that, asking what, what is the problem? So when we were thinking about our vision and winning gold, once I got the players to say, actually, this is something we can do. We do have the players. I do want this. We had to ask ourselves, well, what's the biggest problem right now? 
What's holding us back? What's getting in our way? We've never beaten Austria before. How do we do that? We don't have enough training at the moment. We don't train enough. We're never going to beat a professional team like Austria who are paid you know, a salary to play the game, whereas my guys weren't. You know, so how are we going to beat them? We don't train enough. And you start looking at all these problems. You start saying, actually, maybe we can change that. Rather than just accepting it and saying, well, we're Team GB. We don't have the money. We don't have this. Actually, when we started to get creative about it, we say, no, we can change this. We're committed to this. I want this. So I am going to drive three hours to training and we're going to do it more often. And we are going to get, go and get sponsorship. So we've got better resources. We are going to bring people in to our, our group. We are going to build a team around a core leadership group. And once we started talking about the elephant in the room, you know, my leadership, by the way, was also being challenged the way I'd approached it in the first few months of my, my role, I got it horribly wrong. I made mistakes. Even with my experience as a coach, I still went in there with the wrong intentions, I think. And the players pushed back on that. And once I started to make some change as well. So as a leader, you also need to think about that too. You know, what are the changes? You can look out and say, my players or my people aren't showing up the way they should. They're lazy. They're this, they're that. But actually, it could just be a mirror image of you. You know, it could be that you need to turn the mirror on yourself and start asking some big questions, which is what I have to do. And that's what I see in all great leaders, particularly the player coach who is trying to be the peer, the player, and an authority. That is a difficult balance to make. And the best coaches do that. The best coaches hold the mirror up. They ask themselves some really challenging questions. They, they ask their team to give feedback. And they're open to it. They don't fight it. They don't resist it. They just, okay. And they kind of assimilate it and so on. So these are all the things we want to get clear on before we even think about moving towards the vision or coming up with a roadmap or a plan is making sure that everybody is on the same page. Psychological safety is where people feel that they are in an environment that's going to serve them well. They're safe. They can speak up. they They can challenge people without feeling threatened. And then you start to build a high performance culture. So there's a beginning and an end. You know, we know where we're going. We're bought into that. Everybody's bought into it. There's an emotional connection to it, not just an intellectual, okay, I get why we're doing it. I'm bought into it. I want to go on this journey with you. And I know where we are today. I know what our current situation is. We're talking about the problems and I'm seeing the problem through the same lens. Because by the way, not everybody will see that problem. They just will just carry on doing what they've always done. They won't see it. They won't ex- So we need to get them on the same page. So once we've got a beginning and an end, what we want to do then is say, well, okay, what are the outcomes that we want in the next 90 days? They're going going to move us towards that vision faster. So it brings the vision closer to the present faster. So what are those outcomes for you? What do you want to achieve in the next 90 days? You've got your vision. You know where you are, what the problems are. Where do you want to be? In 90 days, and you've got some clear outcomes to work towards. And it could be, you know, for us, it was, well, we need to find a new facility to train in, a better one. But we need to do it more, more regularly. We need to get X amount of training sessions between now and then. Some of the players were starting to think about their own personal outcomes, fitness goals, health goals, different things that would move them towards looking, acting, and feeling like a Paul A player. What do I need to do in the next 90 days that's going to make me feel like Team Canada player? when I go to the World Championships 12 months. 
So now we have the vision, we have clarity on the problem, and we're clear on what we want to achieve in 90 days. We've got some action now that we can create. Well, again, this is all quite intellectual at the moment. You could kind of write this out on a piece of paper. But we also want to say, right, well, do we have all the resources that we need? What's missing? Do we have the right technology in the business? Do you have it? Do you have the right people to help you achieve what you want to achieve? Do you have all the information to help you get there? We have to explore those resources because what really defines a problem or what deepens the problem is lack of resource. You can say, well, yeah, I want to achieve this vision and we want to achieve these outcomes in 90 days. You haven't got the resources to do it. It's not going to happen. So we have to decide, can we do it with the resources we've got, that you've got, or do we need to find those resources? Do we need to invest in these things, which might be a bit short-term pain to spend money on some of these things in your business so that you can do it? So we're going through these steps here of having a vision, identifying what the current situation is, problem, our 90-day outcomes, do you have the resources to do it? And then what you want to do is get your team together Start getting creative, start brainstorming, get the, the information from them to be a facilitator. And later on, we'll talk about the ask, don't tell law of asking really good questions, getting people to think and giving them space to contribute and add value, to come up with ideas that they believe could move you towards that vision quicker. And they, if it's not your idea, it, it could be a better idea because it's coming from them and they're seeing the world differently. They're on the pitch, in my case. So they, they, they're experiencing it on an emotional level in a different way. So their contribution can be very, very insightful. And once we've got all these ideas, of course, what we want to do then is weigh up the pros and cons of these ideas and do some critical thinking. Say, well, if we do this, go with this idea, this could happen. If we go with this idea, this could happen. You start to do some game theory around this. What are the pros and cons of these different ideas? And once we've chosen the idea, right, this is how we're going to play the game. Or this is how we're going to move forward with this client. This is how we're going to move forward with this business. This is our strategy. This is the market we're going in. Then we need to start thinking about, okay, what are the specific tasks you're going to take? What are you actually going to do? Because otherwise, it's just a nice brainstorming session. We've got to take some action to move towards those outcomes and ultimately vision. So what is the action? How do you know that it's been successful? So what are the measures? So we've got some specific actions, some measures, and in what timeframes? Maybe there's some things you need to achieve in 30 days, 60 days, 90 days. Let's create some urgency because when we create that urgency, every day counts. You create a compound effect, which makes that vision reality. The vision, by the way, just becomes a byproduct. Us turning up to Paul B, looking, acting, and feeling like a Paul A team, which was our kind of purpose, if you like, we didn't turn up on the day and start feeling like that. It was a process that we went through. So when we turned up, the other teams looked at Team GB and went, wow, what have they been doing? They look different. And that was reality. And you can do that for your people. You can experience your own transformation as a player coach. You can help others in your business have their transformation. But they look back on that and say, I'm a different person to what I was. My skills are better. I have more experience. I think differently. My mindset's stronger because of your leadership. And that's how you create a game plan. You start to think about the vision. You think about where you are now. You think about the outcomes that you can achieve in 90 days, 60 days, 30 days. You decide you, or you agree, do you have the resources and do you need to invest? You do some brainstorming. 
get your team together, you ask questions, you facilitate, choose the best options, and then you commit, you take action. And when you do that, that's when we see the acceleration. And that's some heavy lifting for the player coach, right? Because you're playing the role of the facilitator, coach, strategist. But when you do that heavy lifting and you spend some time working on that with your team, then it's just about holding them accountable. And then you see the shift happen. So the first law is to start thinking about how you're going to create that game plan. And I'm going to share with you some things through this program that will not only help you shape that game plan, but also make sure it, it gets implemented and it works and it's successful. Thank you for joining me on the Player Coach Podcast. For more tools and techniques on how to thrive as a player coach, head over to playercoach.com, access the free training and sign up for one of our free webinars. My name is Andrew Silito, founder of the Player Coach Blueprint, and we are delighted to have shared with you how to succeed from the sidelines. See you next time.